Fledglers. Danny and Adam back in the building. Back in the building. It was an ordeal for me to get into the building, by the way. Why? What happened? I got wanded. Oh, they wanted you? They searched you? This is a different kind of podcast. Yeah. I mean, it's two different mentalities you can have. You can either just let everybody bring their guns in and just act like it's not happening, or you could check everybody and be like, yo, can you please leave your gun in the trunk? Yeah. It's for everybody's safety. Your staff, most of all. Yeah. You're willing to take the risk, but one of the lovely ladies out there is doing data input. Mm. Doesn't need to risk it. I mean, what are the odds of a gun going off? High. I could definitely imagine this being used in court one day. Uh, very, <laughs> Look very at him high. laughing. Why is he laughing? <laughs> he doesn't care about his employee's safety. No, I mean, I don't know. It is kind of weird because it's like if somebody wants to get it in enough, they're just going to do it. They're going like, to they're gonna figure out a way. They're going to find some ruse where they like whatever they fucking put on a Papa John's hat, right. grab a pizza pie, come in the front door. I wonder, though, like you think that there's a very successful bluegrass podcast going on in Nashville? They're wanding people at the door. Well, you know, I noticed when I was in Nashville and I was going to the Dollywood uh, theme park and the Dolly, the Dolly Parton stampede and all these other Dolly Parton related things that my girl made me go to. This is one of the weirder weeks of my life. But Dolly I noticed Parton, that huge tits, huge, huge brand. cans, yeah. wrinkly old pussy. Anyway, um, they had a lot of signs outside of the venues that would make it clear no firearms allowed in here. So, yeah, maybe you can carry a gun everywhere else, but you can't bring it in and, and sit buy this fucking dirty manure patch and watch these horses run back and forth while people do gymnastics on top of them. You can't have your gun on you for that. You can't. No. Which is like, that's good. Because I felt like, am I racist for thinking that only hip-hop has a no-gun-in-building policy whenever you do anything with it? But no, apparently. <laughs> Dolly Parton country music rodeo festivals have it, too. Well, you'd probably be hard-pressed to think of another subculture that had a problem with more illicit guns. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, you could go to like a gun convention, but I mean, probably most of the guns they have they're like supposed to have yeah i don't know yeah yeah i wonder what the the shooting ratio is at a gun convention versus like say a, uh, i don't know i would assume almost none but i mean there has to be exceptions because it's it's kind of like if you're into guns you're into like gun safety yeah you are <laughs> because they're very dangerous it's like it's a weird hobby because everything else like you know if, if you're into like you know i went to a guy's house one time and he had like two hundred thousand dollars worth of glass bowls and like bongs and shit on his shelf and that's just like a hobby that it's there's no like you just have it if it breaks whatever yeah but then meanwhile guns you have to go to a special place and put put glasses on yeah and, and headgear yeah just to fire a gun into like a wall of rocks i'm sorry this is fucking bullshit yeah. let me shoot the wall in my house yeah it's it's I get what you're saying. It's Let me like, shoot my car. Yeah, like, but they do it because like half the country is trying to take away their mm. right to have fun with their gun at all times. Right. It's sort of like the only other people whose hobby is that encroached upon is like homosexuals. Right. Like the same. No, hundred percent. Yeah. They don't care about safety. A hundred percent. Yeah. No, for sure. Like I think it's just as fucked up when someone tells me that I'm not allowed to shoot at my neighbor's car, as when somebody says, "Oh." You shouldn't be spreading AIDS Bullshit. to people on your fucking gay sex apps. Yeah, it's that's their horseshit, right. Dude. That's America. And now we're hearing about monkeypox. Oh, just the government taking one step forward every day. I, I feel like going to the nearest gay bar and just mashing my face into the crotches of all the feistiest homosexuals in the bar, just in a quest to obtain monkeypox, just so that I could say, "Look, I survived." We exist. Post monkeypox. I'm curious though, you said feistiest. How do you peg down the feistiest gay dude in the gay bar? I have a mental algorithm that sort of, you know, is gonna rate like, you know, who has the shiniest leather on, who See, has the most chest hair. You're who, so analytical. Who seems like they've consumed the most meth throughout the evening? These that, are all factors that I, I've put into place when I'm considering feisty gays. That the meth does make you feisty. Right. My girlfriend was telling me because my girlfriend had a gay roommate, and they would go out in West Hollywood all the time. Hmm. And this guy, he's a little bit flimsy with his gayness. Sometimes it would be cause for concern. Uh, for instance, uh. my girlfriend's friend Meredith went over to their house once, and she's got big fake tits. Meredith Brooks? Nah. Okay. Who's that? Singer. <laughs> you see that song, Bitch? Did she open for Dolly Parton? Anyway, and with the gay guy, he's all over this chick's fake titties. Like, like, oh my god, how much did these cost? They're so perky. Right. Which he, he might be. I don't know if you saw the third Harold and Kumar, 
But in that movie, Neil Patrick Harris reveals that he went gay just to get more pussy. <laughs> I'm just picturing a gay dude like just playing with my girl's titties, and I'm supposed to just accept it because he's gay. That's a real test of how issues. gay you think he is. And a test of your self-control, too. Yeah. I mean, there's a temptation just to let fly with your f- closed fist. Yeah. This guy, though, him and my girlfriend went out to a bar, and there is a, literally a best cock contest in the bar. Uh-huh. Everybody anonymously submits pictures of their penises. Now you're speaking my language. I love this. I think we should get an office pool going in here. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Everybody in the office, photograph your dick and or vagina. Starting with Josh. I want to see his. <laughs> Josh, you go first. Listen. Really? I might forget about the whole thing after Josh. That would be like, all right, we got it. It'll <laughs> be fucking great. <laughs> we got it. It'll be great. But everybody anonymously submits their cock pick. And the only person who knows which name is attached to the cock is the MC who's up there doing the announcing and running right. the contest. By, uh, I don't know, round of applause, just general pandemonium in the bar, they throw up every cock on a big screen and then rate the response. And then they, at the end, when they've determined a winner, they bring the winner up on stage and everybody tries to fuck him. Everyone tries to fuck him, and it's in a gay bar, so it's gay men trying to fuck you. Yeah, yeah. See, I'm not feeling that. I'm down for the dick rating part. Like, I would like to have a room full of men or women talking and commenting on my penis. That I'm down with. You thought I was talking about The Office. I'm not down for it to be dudes. No, oh, you want to do that with The Office? I was thinking so. Well, I mean, there are, okay, one thing I was thinking about in The Office there was the episode where uh, they have an office weight loss competition. Yeah. And they use like an industrial strength like thing that they all stand on. So they all have to lose weight together. Uh. And I kind of think that that might be good for the office. It takes away the individual impetus and it, it places the the blame on the collective. I'm trying to think, though, how like if we determine that everybody stands on this thing with their pants down and some people like me and Josh are embarrassing the office, what can we do about it? I would suggest that we do a displacement test where we could have some kind of jar of water and then Josh or whoever, Josh, maybe. Josh. Maybe Josh. Primarily me and Josh. Yeah, you and Josh. But mostly Josh. You place your dick and balls because I think your balls need to be part of your dick measurement. I'm going to win. Because I'm really, anyone I'm having sex with in the new year, I'm trying to put my balls in their pussy or ass. Um, It's called a booyah. Right, booyah. So I'm going to fucking do that. And then we're going to basically see who displaces the most. Because I think it needs to be fair. If if Donnie or Trev has gigantic nuts, I think that they deserve to be credited for that. Listen, dude, I'm going to take part in that. And if it's all that goes up on the scoreboard at the office Christmas party is the volume displaced. Right. All the little cuties who work in the cubicles out there are going to be like, oh, my God, I'm looking at this guy totally mm. different now. And then, like, I'm going to get liquored up. I'm going to cheat on my girlfriend. And at the motel... You're going to hear a sigh from the employee of yours that can be heard from space. Right. You, you know what I, I think I've, I deserve some credit for? What? As of yet, it seems that we have mostly assembled a workforce here at No Jumper of yeah. people who are not intent on sleeping with each other. That is a monumental task. Because <laughs> people are horny. And everybody out there, <laughs> like all the fucking underlings right. are like 18 to 23 there are, some, there are some cute girls in the mix, and there are a bunch of dudes out there who look like they have dark things on their minds. Yeah, yeah. And if nobody's fucking, are you sure nobody's fucking? There are a lot of cameras around here. I mean, I anything could happen, but it does not appear to me. I don't know how tuned in you are. I feel like you yeah, might I be. I probably wouldn't know. You might be. You have so much fucking sex. I mean, it's almost all of your life that I think you're just oblivious to anybody doing. You're desensitized, dude. Yes. Like, I mean, I showed you a picture. You and I have done three podcast episodes together, and I showed you a video of me getting blown last week, and you didn't even bat an eyelash. No, that's, that's nothing to me. You wouldn't notice if one of these scumbags out there is feeling up Sydney on the keyboard. I... <laughs> would I notice? Of you course I would not- notice. If any of them were standing next to her, I would notice. Well, but yeah, I they, can't they, be there all the time. Yeah, I mean, of course you'd be like, hey, Adam. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, you would notice that. I'm talking about, like, if if Sydney was, like, uh, moping around one day and one of the young kids had his chest puffed out and was, like, taking victory laps. You wouldn't, you wouldn't catch on to stuff like that. What, wait, why does he have his chest puffed yeah, out? Because he grabs some titty. Oh, come on. That would never happen. You don't think young men gloat? No. That's not the, these young men. That's the men the, I'm raising here at No Jumper, mm, the boys. I, I, I actually am attracted to that idea. I would like this to be less of an office and more of an orphanage. Yeah. And I would like to like have all of any man who chooses to work here basically becomes yeah. my son. Yeah. 
And I think you need to have a fat chick with a bonnet who's sort of like the maiden who runs everything. Like, oh, Toddy, keep your hands off the ladies. They have every yeah. right to get the job done, just like you do. I think we should have a trough. Like what pigs eat out of, and the fat lady with an orphanage. <laughs> but what? Do I that. think it would add to the ambiance of the orphanage uh -huh. to basically have like a really dirty trough, yeah. and to have this fat blob of a woman yeah, with yeah. an apron <laughs> and, and a, a rolling fucking, pin. She's like almost bald, and she's wearing the fucking shower cap yeah. style hairnet. Yes. So that, and she just serves like slop yeah. into a dish, and she hits the kids. Yeah, like if they show up late, she just whacks them in the face. Really, and I could see this this building being more of a cult and less of a business. You know, like if I put them all on a diet that like only mm. allows them so many calories mm. so that they're not really able to expand mm. more energy. They won't go out at night. Yeah, they're not allowed that. to go at night. A, a couple of people have slipped through the low calorie diet part of the plan. Right. I think also I'm going to start forcing a religion, some some religion. I'm not sure what one yet on all the employees as well. We just, should just spin a bottle. Just conform. Just to make them conform seems like a good goal. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Yeah. I mean, all the religions basically taste. They all teach the same shit except they for like Scientology. The they all taste yeah. the same dude the priest I, I mean have you ever eaten a muslim pussy dude identical <laughs> right. to jews no i have i have sucked muslim cleric dick i have wow. uh, performed fellatio on many many priests throughout my life uh, I, I feel nothing too willingly yeah, yeah most of them not no yeah i was definitely molested in church as a kid did you uh, have a nice uh, catholic upbringing i w i went to a non-denominational protestant church so non-denominational, no denomination. Seems totally pointless to yeah. me. Basically, people who don't have a coherent worldview. And because that's what I least like about the Catholic shit is like, yes, this is obviously a total load of bullshit, but at least you seem committed to it. Mm. Whereas the church I went to, it was just a bunch of love. Everybody love each other, more love. It's all about love. It's just like, this means nothing. Even when I was a kid, I'm like, you're not making an argument. This is stupid. What does non-denominational mean? No denomination. The denomination would you be like Catholic you, or Protestant or whatever. So, But what you just, you just used the word in the definition. You're confusing me here, motherfucker. Oh, what does non-denominational mean? The denomination mean? is like the style of church. Or the style of like religion, I guess, right? Well, you, you still got like a Bible and shit. Like you can't. Yeah, you, you can't, still got a Bible. Like so, you couldn't like cover. Well, I think Mormonism would be a denomination of Christianity, right? I don't know. Mormonism. I, I've been to that Salt Lake City, and whatever they're doing, I don't think they're keeping their women under control. Actually, I guess you're right. That's not really like Christianity, is it? It is actually. Mormons it believe is? in Jesus. Oh, okay. Yeah, they have some questionable views about black people. They think like everything happened in North America or something. Right. It's like weird Christianity. Right. And all the old dudes. It's sort of like uh, it's sort of like Catholicism, but straight. It's like Christianity if it was a Mad Lib. Like if like twenty percent of the yes. book, you just start like filling in random nouns and like yes, yeah. And then Joseph Smith came yeah. to a clearing in the woods and, ah, oh, fuck, dude, oh, he grabbed the shovel yeah. and he found some plates that had the word of God written on them. That's and why I respect Mormonism is because if you believe in that shit, then I can really 100% say that you're a moron. And I like that, you know? Like, yeah. I, I just, because you don't get that. Like, there are smart people in a lot of the other world's religions. I just don't think Mormonism is one that really allows for you to have much of a thought going on upstairs i mean basically mormonism is confined to like utah right like if you're a mormon you're in utah and we have to ask ourselves what's the last good thing that came out of utah i feel bad saying all this now because i just remember that i'm still trying to interview roman atwood and he is mormon he's a practicing mormon he now has three wives what are the chance are you fucking kidding me no i am not and there's a clip on logan paul's podcast where he talks about this and i just want to say that perhaps roman atwood could tell me something about mormonism that would make me respect it more but from what I've seen up to this point in my life, I'm not really going for it. And I like it, too, because, like, usually when you and I, like, we start digging into a subject, you kind of feel the pain in your gut that signals, like, what if a higher up at YouTube is watching this segment right now? We got to watch our mouths. But when we talk about Mormonism, I mean, you can fucking let loose. <laughs> I mean, you can say anything you want about those filthy Salt Lake dwelling, <laughs> covered wagon pioneering fuckos. Right. I mean, those Dry dicked. Lizard worshiping. Just doing anal because they're too scared to use their pussies. Soaking. Soaking. It's unbelievable, dude. That, you know, the story about the energy drink blowjob where I saw the girl, she was getting mad energy drinks. Salt Lake City. Yeah, there you go, dude. I went there, too, and it was the most violent. I mean, you were talking about shootings maybe happening in this building. You want to know a subculture that has a lot of violence in it? Mormonism, Why? dude. What were they doing? So I was out there for my buddy Justin Buckles, who was a UFC veteran. He had... Uh, excuse me, an MMA fight in a little show. Mm. The MMA world's pretty tragic. Most careers are rainbow shaped. I know. Right? You go up, 
you're in the UFC wow. for two or three fights, boom, right back to the to the fair show. You just go and go and go until you figure out who can beat your ass, and then it's all over. It's all over. And, and then you they can all work lose. your ass off to get better, but realistically, I mean, there's a pretty good chance it's not going to work, right? It's not going to work. Yeah. And then what is it about? Like, you get knocked out once, and then it seems like your chin abandons you. Is that how it works? Like, is that, like, real? Or I thought that was kind of anecdotal. It might be in people's head. Right. It's hard to know. But I, I have no problem believing it is mental. Like, if, like if I get knocked out clean and I'm out for 15 minutes and they take me out on a stretcher right. the next time I'm squared up with a guy who looks like you and you're throwing haymakers in my face right. I'm going to have a little bit of doubt at this point in my life it's just so obvious to me that any sport where there's that good of a chance of you getting a head injury is not worth doing not worth doing and I really feel that way about bike riding as a kid too like it's just like knowing what I know now I would be like eh Unless you're going to wear a helmet, which I realistically probably wasn't going to do. Yeah. Just, I don't think so. Dude, I used to bomb hills in SF drunk on my regular skateboard. Yeah. But just to finish up the story really quickly, um, oh. dude, the fucking fight afterwards is when the real fight starts. Oh, right. Yeah, I heard about this. We go to a cowboy bar, dude, and it's just, just pandemonium. Just brawls, chicks being sluts, and everybody identifies as LDS, Latter-day Saints. Really? Yeah, my buddy who lost the fight, whose face, he got destroyed by this guy named Clay Collard. His face is swollen out to where my hands are. Right. All purple. Somebody had to give him an Oxycontin because he didn't have any medical insurance. That was all they could do for him. I'm going to use that insurance, uh, that excuse. Yeah. Adam, why are you popping oxys on the, at the show? <laughs> no medical insurance, no bro. Insurance. What are you talking about? <laughs> I had to. They, they, it all, all the money goes back in the no jumper, bitch. Uh -huh. But he was making out with a Sunday school teacher. Okay. And uh, he might have, who knows, sodomized her? Really? And fisted her that night? We don't know. We, we can't say We for don't sure. know. So you're we, not basing this on anything? Uh, right. Uh, no, I mean, I've fucked a bunch of fucking different Mormon girls out there, and they all, well, they all have the same story about their parents brought them up into it, and then at a certain point, they just smartened up and started going to metal bars and hooking up with guys like me, which uh, I, I guess is better. You know, I guess. We, were, we were talking about leather, and I know you wanted to cover some current events on this podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah, keep it a little topical. This all came from us talking about leather and how festy, festive gays or something. Yeah. Zesty gays. You know what? You got a very diverse cast of employees out here. You need to hire a leather gay, dude. Oh, yeah. yeah. You need to hire a big 58-year-old dude with a beard and no, a Harley. let's hire a gimp. Just a guy who wears the gimp suit <laughs> all day, for, yeah, I mean, and his name's just gimp. But he could do normal job tasks, you know? Like, I, I disagree. I think keep him locked in a box and yeah. just pay him 20 an hour. No, but he could work like in the box, yeah. What kind of work is he going to do in there? Like paperwork, whatever. He's just got a little, uh, little cubicle? Yeah. A box-sized cubicle? Like the Gimp from Pulp Fiction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he just, like, sleeps most of the day. And if anybody's like, excuse me, is Gimpy in there? We really need these files scanned. He better he, not sleep. He no. can sleep when we're not here. <laughs> I was thinking you could just take your shades off slowly and be like, Gimpy sleeping. I want to keep him like a naughty dog and just smack him around. Yeah. Kick him. Mace them. <laughs> you know, in this very litigious society we live in, there's going to be some hula hoops we got to jump through. But he's going to have to sign off on this. Like, I mean... I would really worry more about the other employees. Like, is it going to create a hostile work environment if they have to be faced with a gimp on a daily basis? Well, the gimp is pretty, you know, I don't know much about BDSM, but he seems like a passive character. Right. He seems like, I mean, it seems like you fuck the gimp more than the gimp fucks no, you. No, the gimp has to be on board. That's one thing I learned from the Army Hammer thing. I watched that. You did? My girlfriend and I just started watching the first oh, episode. Okay. Well, honestly, that's all you need because the second two episodes are about his family's history and how fucked up they were. Yeah. And it's really not that essential to understanding the whole thing. Do they talk about gimps, though? No. But I he, love gimps. But dude. the main thing that I got from watching it is that Army Hammer had a very different view of BDSM. And still, I don't feel like the... The, the documentary did a great job at really expanding upon exactly what he was doing to these people, but they, the the person has to very much be on board, and he was kind of like springing it on people. Yeah, so Army Hammer, Facebook dude, one chick in the documentary, the most damning accusation, a girl who chose not to participate, they used her social media like revelation she posted yeah. where she said that he straight up raped her. Right. Like she said no when he still tied her up and banged her, which is fucking terrifying. Like yeah. imagine being tied up and fucked against your will. But it does seem kind of weird that there's so many accusations about the BDSM thing and then that girl's the only one who said they raped her, right? Yes. And the girl one of the chicks, the main chick, who's like 
pretty hot but pretty fake. But the one who the red, who, the, yeah, the one who wouldn't go into any detail about what he allegedly did to her. And he, she really made it sound like he took a shit on her chest. It sounded so bad. Is that what you thought too? I was thinking it's got to be. It, it has to be something so weird or so gross that she didn't even want to say it. Yes. Which that makes me feel like it's some crazy ass shit. But we don't know how squeamish she is. She could have gotten a little bit of pee pee on her thigh <laughs> in the shower and been like. Uh, and cried for two days. Isn't it crazy, though, that Army Hammer is now working at a fucking timeshare rental spot? You mentioned that. You're yeah. really, it seems like to you, because again, you're so desensitized yeah. from putting your penis in so many holes, you don't even care that he was tying girls <laughs> up in Joshua Tree. You're just like, dude, this guy's selling timeshares. Well, I know. Maybe we could check it out. No, but what, the thing that I think is incredible is that the hotel is protecting him. The media is reaching out and trying to, you know, ask questions about, like, why are you letting this guy work at your business, whatever, and he just won't they won't they're they're protecting him so he has some level of prestige in the world that at least he has that going for him what is he doing is he just fucking maids down there like like, why would he he's got unlimited cash like if he wanted to feel productive why wouldn't he just take up watercolor painting what could he do where do you start a podcast dude yeah he could he could start a podcast it might get he could join slush he could could be our third mic you know (laughs) I think he's going to have those sheltered Hollywood types don't have much personality. So I think we start him yeah. out slow. Right. Maybe, you know what? I think he works his way up from GIMP. Well, you already, yeah, he must start his GIMP. <laughs> he's at the office GIMP, dude. How the you tables have turned. You already have Rayleigh. a himbo in your life. Don't you think Leo would be kind of challenged? <laughs> like somebody with better facial proportions than him? Leo, too. Although a slightly worse Google search results. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be Leo. Slightly worse. That'd be Leo's one thing. He's like, yeah, this well, fucking. That's what's funny is if you search up Leo on fucking Google, you would be fooled if you didn't actually click through any of the articles of thinking he did something fucked up. Yeah, yeah, because my his biggest it used to be that he was inappropriately texting girls would be the front page thing. Right. But then thanks to me, there was a certain alleged the the fat fat katana. Yeah. Yeah, the fat katana, and that like because my name has no cachet in the mainstream media, just Leo the Tavio plastered Mm. all over Google when you search him now. Leo the Tavio goes on a vile, disgusting rant about dissecting fat women right it was me i don't see what's so dis- so foul about that yeah we talked about this last time it was a, so clearly a joke and it yeah. was uh, dude fucking i can't wait till somebody tries to be like cancel danny because he did this but i love when people bring that up to me because then as soon as somebody tells me oh you, how could you be friends with this person he made this offensive joke this one time it's so easy because then you're just like Oh, so you think people who make offensive jokes should be canceled or should be yeah. removed from public life? And they'll always be like, no, 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 I don't think that. I'm like, so you think that this one accusation is enough for me to not fuck with them? Yeah. And they just immediately start backpedaling. And it's very useful to point out to them, like, it feels like you're not being fair because I know that you listen to this rapper and this rapper and you, uh-huh. you're a fan of this designer and et cetera, et cetera. And they've had accusations that are way worse than whatever mm-hmm. you're trying to put on me right now. Yeah. So... In that way, this doesn't seem like it's actually a coherent worldview on your part. It would appear to me that you're really just picking and choosing because you want to get this point across. Yeah. Yeah. And also the people who are really like they lead with their I'm offended by this guy. Why do you hang out with him? You have to wonder like what darkness they're trying to hide from your eyes. Right. Like it's it's completely like like they're shielding their own shit. Like um when I when I hear uh, fucking people going on Twitter, just Twitter tirades like "fuck this guy," Ron DeSantis is racist. Anybody who voted for Donald Trump is a Nazi. I just wonder, like, whose titty did you grab in 2016 mm. near the water cooler at your office job? Yeah, whose titty did you grab, and who are you petrified about finding out about? I, this? I think that calling Trump racist was like the whole left strategy against him in the lead up to the the election you know and it feels like that is so powerless at this point that nobody even bothers to try to make that accusation whereas i feel like if you were to go back to like 2016 you were to watch footage of people off the street saying why they did not want to vote for trump it would just be like a chorus of over and over and over like 
he's racist. He's sexist. Yeah. He's racist. He's yeah. sexist. Still to this day, a lot of people, if you were to go and have a conversation with them about whether they like Trump, they wouldn't be able to get too far past that. Or he's mean. Yeah, he's mean. Uh, he's dude, uh, or like Elon Musk now, the same thing's going on. Yeah. Like Elon Musk's people, like they hate him because like to be on the left, you kind of have to be a person who hates Elon. Right. But they don't know why they hate but Elon. But it's kind of amazing because, yeah, it's like you have to hate him because he's a billionaire, even though probably he's done more to advance something that is good for the environment than anybody else alive i might be wrong but yeah. i would think that at least of like public figures nobody has taken more steps towards saving the environment than elon musk and it's kind of amazing that really he only had to take some like very like soft stances to earn the ire of the left yeah and i googled it because i was so confused i first found out that people hated elon when he went on snl and some cast members were not appearing on that episode because of it and i was like right. huh Whose pussy did this South African billionaire grab? Right. I Googled it. I Googled it. Why do people not like Elon? <laughs> he supports cryptocurrency bad for the environment. Like uh, after what you just said, it seems like a bit of a uh, – the one thing outweighs the other. You know, uh. the, the popularization of electric cars. Number two, he didn't take COVID lockdown seriously. Okay. Because he reopened one of his factories. And I get maybe clinging to that argument – on March 29th, <laughs> <Right>. 2020. <laughs> I'm like, I could see that argument would have done a little bit to sway my opinion of him. And when I say a little bit, I mean much less than 1%. In the, in the time period in which it felt like COVID was this unstoppable, crazy beast that we didn't know anything about. Yes. At this point in time, no, I'm not going for that. Yes. And since we've come to where we are now, it's pretty clear that... Obviously, not the far right radicals were right. I'm not saying like fucking shoot horse testosterone into your asshole and fucking punch a Chinese guy in the nuts. I'm not saying that, but I'm like, it's pretty clear that people like Governor DeSantis were a little bit more mm. on track with the actual risks of the situation, which, which were basically like if you're outdoors, you're probably not going to get it. Um, if you're healthy and young, get your vaccine, be safe, but you can still go to work. My girl was taking baby wipes and wiping off the Postmates bags once they were brought into my house. Yeah, which is completely fine if it's March 2020. Yeah, I guess she, she didn't do it for that long. But that that was, I was just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, if that's how I'm going to die, I'm ready to go. Yeah, yeah. If the Postmates bags are going to give me COVID, then let's go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, sometimes I think about it too for like the jokes we make or I make. It's like, sometimes I worry like, ah, oh, fuck, I wonder if YouTube's going to be pissed about that. Like, wait a second. If YouTube comes after me for joking about fat chicks, I'm ready to die. Right. You know, I'm, I'm ready to go fucking be a mime in a traveling circus. I'll try a new approach to comedy. Number three reason they hate Elon Musk was uh, because he tried to buy Twitter. Right. And because he was going to make hate speech the right to every Trump voter in America. And, and black people would be pushed off the Internet for all times. I had a great tweet that I was going to read from some lady saying some crazy shit about COVID, but I can't find it. No, but I agree. Yeah. 100%. That was why. Yeah. And uh, again. He thought that, they, that he was going to ruin their little fucking party, their little Twitter party. Yes. He thought that he was going to come in and fuck everything up and the fucking left focused on this nonstop for many, many months there. And now it's just like a non-conversation somehow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Him wanting to buy Twitter. You could tell like the truth of a situation is revealed often in the reaction to the situation. Right. And so if people have some ideas that Twitter might be biased toward the left wing. And when a dude comes in and says he's going to open up Twitter to free speech and only the left freaks the fuck out, yeah. that sort of validates the original accusation about being biased. Right. No, I love anytime you see an article like today, I saw Taylor Lorenz post an article. It's basically about how YouTube isn't doing enough to protect vulnerable communities and, and women on YouTube. And I'm just like, you seriously think that YouTube needs more censorship? Yeah. Like, this is the fucking hill that you're down to die on? Yeah. You think we don't have enough? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, we're drowning in it, man. And, like, what are you talking about? If I look at the list of the top influencers on YouTube right now. All I'm going to see are women and minorities. And some men. But, I mean, dude, it is heavily skewed towards fucking chicks. Dude, Andrew Tate got fucking banished from the entire internet for saying girls are dumb. What's going on? 
Whatever. It's fucked, dude. We, can, we can't. You know, I made a mistake the other day. I clicked on. Uh, I, I ran out of podcasts to listen to. Finally, right. So I, I, I'm like, fuck it. Let's let's see who Rogan's interviewed recently. And I clicked on him interviewing the Babylon Bee guy. Uh huh. Really conservative, right wing publication. And it was just like, it was like the most nothing thirty minutes of cancel culture conversation that I've ever heard in my life. Now the we're first going, thirty minutes. We're of going down that road right now. I just am very. I have my alert up for that. No, I don't. Th- I don't think we fully got there. But that's just like something I'm scared of just because not because I disagree with it politically, because I do think that cancel culture is one of the scariest things that we're dealing with right now. But there's definitely like a thing that podcasters do sometimes where they just get into the groove of just repeating things that everybody knows are true about cancel culture and how social media is kind of fucked up. And I'm just like, be a little bit more self-aware. Realize what you're doing. I don't think you're doing it. I, don't, my, I just found a nut in my mouth. Speaking of cancellation, let's talk about the leather parade being canceled in San Francisco. Yeah, tell me about that. How's that work? Well, this might be of Josh's interest too. No, Josh. Josh has a storied career in the gimp community. <laughs> That's a fact. Josh, you put on a leather suit and got the shit beat out of you. So there's a leather festival, and a bunch of leather dudes. Which is, it's really the most interesting subgenre of gay. Mm. I mean, they go out of their way to dress like not just straight people, but people who look like they would beat the shit out of you for being gay. Right. It's so mind bending. To me, those are the only true gays. Tell me. I just Why feel, is that? I feel like the, the, the leather variety, that harkens back to the gay community that i love mm. when i was coming up and you know i'm five years old the year is 1988 yeah. i'm reading newsweek and they're talking about the gay community and it's like their vision of them they're not treating them like they're normal people it's like no it's very obvious <laughs> that they think that gay people just live to party yeah and and to just get butt naked in yeah. the bar and suck each other's dicks and stuff and i was genuinely kind of scared i thought that they all just wore leather all the time i'm seeing the village people i'm thinking that this is the entire gay community and i loved it i'm like I'm, i don't want to take part in it necessarily but i think that that's great that this is a, a whole world out there Wait. now at some point they try to convince the gays that no you're like everybody else you got to just have yeah you, you got to have kids you got to be normal you can't do meth it's like the, the gay community that i grew up loving oh we were doing meth they were like, doing they, they, they were, were doing proud not, not like we, they put know. a mic in a guy's face like yeah all right a harley i just like to change my muffler put my fist up a man's ass now that's a gay guy do a line of crystal meth off the seat of my hog that's, That's the kind of gay guy you like. That was the era of gay that I liked. Yeah. And like if when AIDS was totally out of control. Absolutely. It just felt like something real dangerous about it. Absolutely. Know? Like and nowadays, like women have a monopoly on walking down the street at night and feeling unsafe. <laughs> right. Like I want you and I to have to be escorted by security to our cars after right. our, like I want guys with big bicep tattoos. Like of anchors right. to be watching us as we leave here. Yeah, I was watching, and this is again, I'm, I'm maybe doing the cancel culture thing here, but I was watching a TikTok. Oh, and I think it was posted by the libs of TikTok, so this is even worse. Oh, yeah. But it was basically an extremely fat woman talking about how if you are, if fat people are talking and you are skinny, then you do not get to butt into this conversation. You are not allowed to have a voice in this conversation because, yes. Fat people are a marginalized community and and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just watching it and I'm like, it is so unbelievably obvious to me that at some point in your life, you watched like the the million man march or you saw Louis Farrakhan give a fucking speech or something. And you realized the same way that black people talk about themselves and deal with the actual injustices that have been perpetrated upon their people. Yes. You realized that it was well within your power. Like this is an entrepreneurial venture that is almost hard to even fathom. But you realize that you could attempt to gain some of that same sympathy yeah. for just weighing four hundred pounds and not being able to fit in a typical airline seat. Yes. I mean, that's honestly kind of amazing when you look at white ingenuity. Yeah, it's, it's you have to look at that and just be amazed at this spectacle because even even white women trying to put themselves in the victim category oh, yeah. and like and you see it constantly where it's like they just want to be treated this way as if they are you know the muslim trans woman who can actually yes. claim that she's the victim of real oppression it's incredible that white women have actually pulled this have actually attempt this because i think the greater world is really like not okay with that anymore yeah so i i think the 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 shelf life on that is probably pretty short yeah 
No, no, I, it's you're so right, and that's one of the things I said when I we first got canceled for the fat chick rant. I was like, right. these, these chicks, they want to be treated like they are minorities, right? And and the thing is, skin color is something you can't change, right? Gender is something you can't change. But you were just really lazy, and now you want, like, a placard on your rearview mirror to help you get a better parking spot. And, right. so, and the, talking about the ingenuity, now with the pronoun stuff, like, uh, you don't even have to gain weight to be a victim. You can just make up something that doesn't even necessarily mean that you have any out-of-the-ordinary uh, proclivity sexually-wise. Like, you get to claim queer. Like, I don't even if, – if I were to put my dick in a man's ass, I would have earned – the gay title. Yeah. yeah. If you would have put on a leather vest and went into a pool hall yeah. in Oakland, California in the That's 60s, that real shit. you would be a, uh, a fucking card-carrying homo. And those are the kind of gays that I want to interact with on this podcast. Me too, dude. Yeah. I would love to have a guy like that. But now, like, you can have just... Josh, when's Josh. the last time you had sex? <laughs> Yesterday? Yeah, right. But still, he hasn't had sex today, which we could say he's asexual. Right. You're a, he's LGBTQ plus IA. What are the fucking, the, the mini pronouns or the micro pronouns? What the fuck is that Those shit? are gnarly. I don't, I just found out what they meant. Right. I found that out really recently. What, that, that they, as in like somebody's pronoun being not specific to being he or her? Yes. Like at first I thought, well, I was like, what, are there multiple of you? And I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. Like, I don't get when it's he for yeah. the first one. Then there's a slash, and then it's they. Sometimes I'll be reading. Oh, well, wait, he slash they? That happens. Oh, yeah. That happens. I don't get that one at all. Yeah, that's confusing. I'm not ready for the Zs or Nee Nims. No, I don't get those. I'm real with you. There's a BMX rider that is non-denominational. and uh, Oh, he's a Protestant? I, I, whatever. And I, 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 I snapped into saying they pretty easily. Nice. I was kind of amazed. I'm like, wow, I guess you've, you've read Twitter long enough that you were able to just effortlessly use yeah. a pronoun. Listen, it, I don't think I've ever had a they in my life before. And, and I got no problem with it at all. Like, I'm just, I'm sure you don't too. It just, like we're saying, just like the fat chicks who want to get their airline seat compensated and want to cancel United because they can't stop eating KFC. Right. If somebody's using pronouns just to get like favorable treatment at their job, that's bullshit. And those people who are just like they don't feel satisfied in the world, so they just want to change something about their identity. You know what I would love? I would love to have a conversation with a fat activist and have and ask them, how big do you think that the standard airline seat should be? Mm. Because can you imagine what they think is fair? Yeah. There's no like a regular airline seat, really. Like if you buy into that logic, the regular airline seat is quite fat phobic. Because yeah. realistically, like even me, I'm like a pretty ordinary sized guy. I mean, I'm only, I'm only going to have like a couple inches on each side. Absolutely. Like, you come in at 350. I mean, it's, it's got to be tough. Yeah, it's tough. The, you know, it actually is fat phobic, dude. And yeah. they, they fucking those uh, those peanuts. They fucking throw at you like, hey, here, bro. If here, poetic Flacco walks in and wants to sit next to you on the plane, he's not getting in, dude. Poetic Flacco is. I love poetic Flacco, but when I was talking about. Like the, the the weight loss regimen and you raising these kids like good orphans. Right. Poetic Flacco is the guy I was thinking I'm about. I'm failing as a father in, in his case, yeah. Dude, you're you're fucking right though. The uh, the fat activists, we should bring him in here. Though if you want to convert the office to an orphanage and you get your trough instated, right. we might not be able to get him on to sit on the couch at any point. What do you think we would have to do to get two like really, really sensitive fat activists to come in here? That's the thing, dude. Is I can't imagine they have enough conviction in their arguments. To actually, like, have a logical conversation mm. about anything. You're making me realize why you do what you do. You have to, like, just show up at the place and just start interviewing people and hope that they don't realize that you hate them and are bigoted towards them until quite some time later. The guerrilla journalism. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we're not bigoted toward them. We make fun of easy-to-make-fun-of liberals. We've gone to the most, like, liberal locations a couple times to lightheartedly poke fun at people. Right. If they're cool, we always end up being cool to them, too. It's the people who don't have a sense of humor on camera who end up coming off the worst. Oh, yeah. Because I've then we it. just quadrupled down. Yeah. Definitely. All right. I think I wrote down a topic. Are we done talking about the gays? Uh, the, the Leather Pride Parade? Yeah, it's yeah, canceled because the rain in San Francisco. Oh, okay. And uh, one of the observations I wanted to make on it, too, is just that, like, uh, like if leather is a subculture of gay, like, we should we should start, like, snow parka sub-community. Oh. Yeah. North Face heterosexuals. Well, I wanted us to be gay. 
Oh, oh, like another gay category. Yeah, but we could have like heterosexual categories as well. Like we just get pussy and jackets? Yeah, we, we wear North Face and we get pussy. I mean, that's what like a chav is. He's basically like a regular guy in England. He's said he wears an Adidas tracksuit. Uh, they really have a thing? They have a name for people who wear Adidas? Well, not specifically. Really, you could be wearing almost anything. But it's like, it's just not exclusive to that. Like, what was the last great white social movement? I'm going to tell you. I think it was Jersey Shore and their ilk. Wow. The EDM world. Wow. That was the last blast of white culture being mainstream. Oh, EDM was so white. And dude. I hated it more than anything I in the entire too. world. There's somebody right now writing a comment saying, oh, actually, the black trans community was very involved in media. <laughs> actually, in the early 90s in Belgium, there was a producer <laughs> called Sticky B, and he... You know, that that's a new thing. That's a new thing that they do, and I wish I could remember the exact example, but they'll, they'll like... They'll say, like, well, actually, a lot of people think that white men were the ones uh, who really pioneered the punk rock community. Well, here's... A black woman who put out one record in 1987 that like did not get any kind of critical acclaim but i'm going to use this as proof that like everybody all these different marginalized groups were involved in the creation of the genre it's like can't you just admit that that's not really how it went down yeah 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 that's weird oh dude where's this gonna end up you got to share your news article, but just what, like, it's good to the point now. That's one of the things they said in the Army Hammy, Hammer documentary is that Hollywood is very skittish about employing anybody who has any sort of dirt on them right. whatsoever. And that just made me think, like, dude, everybody in this room, especially Josh, has dirt mm. on them. Yeah. Like, everybody has done something that if it were brought up in a courtroom in transcript form yeah. would look awful and would get you kicked out of the kingdom of Hollywood. That's right. And I've said that I think that we need to start a uh, separate colony for all the canceled people to go to. But really, maybe that already exists and it's no jumper. Like maybe that should be the focus of the brand uh. is to basically bring in as many canceled people as uh. possible, grant them a new lease on life. Yeah. I mean, hey. Convert who, them to Mormonism. Who, but who else should we get? Because there's a lot. If you really want to get down to it, all the people who have been eliminated from public life. Who's the guy from? Uh, fucking, <laughs> uh, what, what, what's the guy uh, from Netflix? Uh, he was like the Chris, president or something. Oh, not Chris. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Oh, okay, yeah, like House of Cards guy. <laughs> there's a lot of guys out there. Yeah, I think Kevin I want to bring them all in. I think Kevin Spacey's in charge of new hires. He's the right. hiring manager, and yeah. his cubicle, we put butcher paper up on the glass. He's got a lot to offer. He's got a lot of talent. And if he wants to molest a 14-year-old boy on my dime, yeah, I mean, I feel like there should be a, some sort of non-disclosure agreement that would protect me legally from the consequences of that. I already signed an NDA walking in the door when Tone frisked me. Mm. I, dude, I don't have a gun on me. I'm and surprised if I you didn't raped, have to do it before. Well, you know, Tone took one look at me. It was like, ah, you're, you don't have a fucking gun on you. I yeah. actually I actually cracked wise that I did have a gun today when I walked in. And he was like, oh, shit, you for real? And well, I, your pants are so tight that it's like you. it would be hard to get away with having a gun on you. I know. That was a little mini. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my thought, me. this is literally the only thing that I wrote down in preparation for this. I know you have multiple other topics. But I was hearing the discourse happening about the, uh, the Black Little Mermaid. And yeah. I think... That I don't care about that yeah. at all, to be totally honest. I don't even really understand the conversation or like, is it a live action? Sure. Thing? Yeah. It is, right? Okay. Well, but I was thinking, I think this is actually a great idea. And I think that one thing that we should maybe do is that we should take some classic black movies and remake them with white people in them. Yes. Like glory. I'm, glory. What is that? It's the slave movie with Matthew Broderick. <laughs> okay. And there's a scene. I wasn't scene... going to go all the way there with that, but all right, right. No, I think it'd be great. What is, what is the, the alternate universe version of that? Well, the Civil War is fought by all black people mm. who are trying to make whites pick cotton. Mm. And you and I are the heads of the only white fighting regiment. <laughs> And you get out of line. Okay. You get a little uppity one day, Adam, and you get fastened to a tree and right. flogged. Right. Can you cry in command? Yes. You're perfect. I've done it hundreds of times on this podcast. No, I, the first, I mean, you kind of like beat me to the punch there because I was going to say like, oh, we can remake Boys in the Hood and we'll just be a bunch of cool white guys hanging out. That but that, awesome. But that's kind of like, you know, in comparison to the slavery one, I don't know if I can really dig into that too yeah, much. Yeah, I fucked up. I went too hard no, too, it's just too good. quickly. I like that. But, uh, Usually there's got to be an escalation <laughs> in comedy, and I just went right for like the, the rape joke, basically. <laughs> no, because when I thought about it, I thought of that. I'm like, oh, I'm going to say roots. Like as I, said, <laughs> as I said, thought, was thinking this in my head live on the podcast, and I'm like, wait, no. I'm going to start off a little lighter. <laughs> start with like Driving Miss Daisy. That's the way to fucking be. Is that yeah. Morgan Freeman driving Miss Daisy? What am I thinking? I don't know. Maybe we could like re remake the No Jumper show with like a black guy and two white guys. 
Oh, maybe I could be one of the white guys. Just change the ratio a little bit? No way. Maybe I could be, wait. Yeah, two white guys. Oh, so I could be, yeah. <laughs> we'll work on it. We'll work on it. It's hard to think, dude. <laughs> it's been a long day. You know, I went to this great animal place. What was it called? The Wildlife Conservatorism. Yeah, it's <laughs> uh, conservatorism. Oh man, bro, I seen a lemur right in my fucking face. <laughs> All kinds of sloths, porcupines. Why is this becoming sexual? Describing it because oh, that's how man. I felt. I had a lemur right in my face. I did. I had a lemur. You had a lemur right. He was a fucking. Hard. I had a lemur breathing down my throat. But why were they so close to you? Isn't there glass? No. Like, there... They were kind of like cages and stuff, but you could like walk up to a lot of them and touch them and stuff. I, you know one thing I realized? I hate animals, and it's only because they smell bad. Okay, so you didn't have such a good time Not with the wildlife right time, conservatism. But it bad. Like, what, why can't you just pump Axe body spray into the room so that I don't have to deal with this fucking shit smell everywhere? Because it's full of propellants and chemicals that'll hurt them. To me, the fragile fact ecosystem. that animals smell so bad is almost an argument in favor of them not existing. Well, they don't have indoor plumbing. What do you want them to do, Adam? Really a lot of things like that. You go to the desert, you go to like out into the jungle, it's hot as fuck. Like, what, this shouldn't exist. Yeah, well, that's their natural habitat, okay? They don't have planes and automobiles to take them want, somewhere cool. They don't want anything to do with it. So just because these animals are living out their life in the rainforest, do you think they should be exterminated? I at least think we should think about it. And you have the balls. To, first of all, why were you mean mugging a lemur on your weekend off? Because he stunk. I thought you were doing research. <laughs> oh, he stinks. So you get up in his face? No. What was my research? Um, Apparently what a, a, a lemur's irises look like. My, my research was 30 minutes of the Babylon Bee on Joe Rogan. Wasn't wild. No, I almost because I looked at it and I saw Joe Rogan interviews Demi Lovato, and then I realized that I hadn't reset my computer or refreshed Spotify in like a year, so that was still showing up as the most recent episode. Uh, and then I realized that oh, actually, that was like a long time ago. Babylon B guy's been on. Yeah. So the mermaid. I forget if we're still on this topic, or you're no, talking about animals. Talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. The mermaid. Uh, I, we were talking about the new Lord of the Rings too, or, which is no, sort of. I don't know anything about that. I'm watching Game of Thrones. It's it's similar controversy. Did I say Lord of the Rings? You you said uh, what? There's you not enough mention. black people in the fucking made up land that they created. Yes. Yeah, so they add them in. And my take is, dude, like obviously no problem with minorities in anything. Like, I mean, I how many movies did you and I watch and love in the '90s and 2000s that had black stars that were right. ultra movie stars? The problem is. When somebody in Hollywood who you know was at one of Epstein's ballrooms <laughs> or maybe even went out to the island, right. when they pat themselves on the back because they've inserted a black character into a traditionally white role, right. that feels smug and hypocritical. And especially if the writing, you can tell that they they idealize the character huh. because the character is a woman or a minority. Right. That can come off a little bit like condescending to the audience a lot of shows and i wish that i had been keeping track of examples of shows that i've seen this happen in because then it would probably make my argument a lot more compelling but i noticed in a lot of shows that it's like the show will just be proceeding and then at some point a black woman shows up within the show and she's just like the best person ever yeah she's got all the answers yeah and she just fixes everything yeah and it's like the fact that that is the role that black women are giving are, are being given so often, it seems like kind of like an overcorrection. Yeah, where it's like this is almost like it's like bizarre that you're like putting them into this. Like they they have to play this specific, really morally virtuous. Yes. Situation. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's tough. I mean, what's the hallmark of good characters in drama? It's yeah, that they, they have, have to be complicated. They have flaws. Like yeah. they, they cheat on their wife. They go to strip clubs. They kill people. They have a rage problem. One of my favorite movies is L.A. Confidential. And Russell Crowe ends up in one scene, the hero ends up decking a chick in the face in it. Right. Because he saw his mom get beat to death when he was a kid, and he has anger problems, and eventually that boils over. Right. But now, with woke Hollywood, there are characters where they're just, like you said, this person is an angel with a 180 IQ, a huge cock who makes all the money, and the white people and the dudes are dogs. Right. It's so hard being us, isn't it? Yeah, we're pretty badass, I actually. It. I hate being white. It's got its perks, dude. I mean, I mean, dude. I'm not, just kidding. I don't uh, hate it. It's being white, dude. It's it's all good for me. But I got like the worst parts about being white. The little dick. Little dick. Flat mm. Irish ass. You have no ass. I got no ass. You got BBL. You can talk to Kazumi about it. You could. Yeah. I don't know if you should go as big as her, but 
We know some guys who allegedly had that fat is, taken out of their stomach and put into their ass. That is unacceptable. Why didn't dude. you come to the gym on Sunday? Because it was my day off. Can't you hear my voice? It's strange. You can't work out on your day so off? so hard. That's How what I would it? do. What do you do? Do you lay in bed? On Sundays? Yeah. I watch Army Hammer documentaries. <laughs> is that what you did most of the day? That's Sunday? what I did yesterday. What else did I do yesterday? I don't know. At least you said that you weren't going to come. Well, I guess you actually kind of said maybe. But Duno said he was going to come and then got drunk and didn't show up. I'm a professional. Mm. I hint limply that I might or might not be there. But I respect that so much more. Somebody who will actually say, no, I'm not coming, rather than do know. See, this is – I texted in the group chat, too. I said, hey, if you guys don't show up, I might never talk to you again. Because if I end up at a fucking gym at 10 o'clock in the morning with my girl and my kid and a cameraman and a significant percentage of the people who are supposed to be in this vlog with me don't show up – I don't know if I'm going to be able to live with the amount of rage that I'm going to yeah. feel towards you guys because that would annoy me so bad. But, you know, some of the, like Duno, he's like, he's, he really doesn't give a fuck about my time or, yeah. or what I'm doing at all. He thinks it's okay to FaceTime in the middle of it and just sort of let me know, oh, it's so cute. I didn't show up to the gym. Ha ha ha. It's like, no, Duno, I, cool. I hate you. I'm trying to carry a I vlog with a newborn baby, yeah. asshole. Yeah, no, like, I, they're I'm not have, good improv. Partners. I'm having to make Parker work out in the vlog. Now I'm basically like a stage dad. Yeah. No. The labor unions are going to come after you. There are no. going to be issues now. As they should. How would that go, actually, that Bradley Martin workout session? That was hilarious. Flacco is just the funniest fucking person ever. Flacco's the man, dude. Flacco deadlifted 315 pounds. He never worked out before. I feel like that's dangerous, potentially, for the spine. Yeah, no, he said it afterwards. He puked and, and fell asleep for 10 hours. That seems like an overreaction to deadlifting. Yeah, 315 is, like, crazy. Like, that's a lot. And... um I kind of feel like Flacco has this thing he does where he like brings out this this like superpower from within when he wants to like prove that he's good at a, a sport because he raced Gina, which on paper she's like a one hundred pound girl. She looks athletic though. She looks like she could probably run. She was barefoot, which is probably not good. But Flacco somehow beat her in a race and caused her to collapse on the floor in a pile of dust. Uh. And he somehow beat her. Uh. I'm saying I think he's capable of summoning. Extreme strength. Yeah. Yeah. Flacco, he could, he's a little small. He's a little undersized. He's got the body of an offensive lineman. No, yeah. I think and, he's, he's a technical midget. I think he's 5'1. Flacco? Yeah. Dude's a funny dude, though. You got an eye for talent picking out Flacco. You think? And I'm biased because he's called me more than once the greatest white man on the planet. He's such a dick rider. It's crazy. He loves edgy white boys. He told AD that he's the, the West Coast Drake. <laughs> he told me I have the biggest. White, white dick. dick on earth. You have a big white cock, dude. Thanks. You have a big white cock. It's good. It's good. But uh, it's a good cock, dude. It's good. I, it's like good. I didn't say it like that. Um, You're going to have to take that back. You don't. You don't have to tell me my cock's doing good. My cock is, is, is it's fine. No, but you want to know what's fucked up? Me and my girl 69 the other day, and then she got pink eye. Dude, you've been having some ass problems lately. Yeah. You gave your girlfriend pink eye? Well, I mean, I don't Do you think I gave it to fucking her. Animal? I mean, you have you have the nerve to talk shit on the lemurs? Maybe I forgot that day to wipe your ass. I don't know how she got pink eye. We we fucked like two other girls that day too. We did two plug talk scenes that day, and then we sixty nine. Or maybe it was like the next day. Did you have sex anally with other the two girls? No, but you know we're always kind of mashing our faces on the girls' asses and pussies and whatnot. You know? Yeah. That's really you lucked out because I'm pretty sure, as I think most of the audience will be, that actually you gave your girlfriend pink eye. Your wife, pink eye, sorry. No, but um, fiance. Excuse me. Somewhere in the middle. I, you're. Uh, I, I think we all know it's you, but now you have this convenient out. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm not like against that. Giving your fiance pink. I'm eye. not against the idea that I may have given her pink eye, but I don't think that I necessarily did. But maybe I did. You know, I. Uh, well, right. how do you give someone pink eye? I got the situation. You right just have now. a dirty butt. I think so. It's kind of one of a mysterious condition. But right now, my cock has been really chafed, and it's so chafed, especially relative to how much I've been beating off, which is not very much, that I'm worried I've developed a jock itch from wearing a jock strap when I trained Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. You still do that? Yeah. Oh. I still wear a jock strap, or I still train Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I'm working toward that black belt, Adam. But aren't you like blue belt, purple belt? I'm a purple belt. Nice. And I've been a purple belt for a. a How many times do you do it per week? Three on a good week. Hmm. But since I uh, actually have a two hours per class, uh, about an hour and a half, two hours. But I've got a case of jock itch right now. I think maybe. And I'm worried. I'm worried that I've got like a fungal thing on my cock, and I, I fucked my girlfriend up the ass. 
<laughs> and I just thought, where's the worst place to have fungus? Right. Deep inside of your rectum. Right. You know what you actually need to do is you need to add more fungus to her ass. So I think you need to actually go to the grocery store and buy some mushrooms. Some shiitakes? Chop them up real fine. Ooh. And then drizzle them into her asshole using like a funnel. Yeah. Just, I mean, that it's sounds old like. home remedy that my mom passed down. I'm getting hungry. Oh, is that good? What's, what's your background? Are you Polish? French Canadian. French Canadian. Okay. Yeah. Something from the old country, huh? Yeah. yeah some shiitakes in there with jock itch. I don't. I've not, I don't know if I ever heard of like jock itch in an asshole. And can you pass it on? I think it's like your own personal thing. I don't think I'm like swapping jock itch with someone. Yeah, if only. We if should o- do some googling. If work. only jock itch were like Pokemon cards. But I I think the 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 pink eye situation that you got yourself into there. I do think I could get myself out of that. Right. But jock itch up the asshole would be a little harder to explain. Right. I think the thing is is that pink is a beautiful color, it's and a lot a lot of girls go to the mall they go to the sephora they go to the mac they buy eyeshadow yeah i mean what color are they getting a lot of times they're getting pink they're getting pink so it's like is pink eye really the worst thing in the world i think having a pink eye a lot of people are spending good money to have pink eyes i mean what's cuter than a tesla model 3 with a pink wrap how many james charles videos have i watched in which he basically used makeup that costs good amounts of money to spread pink eyeshadow all over his fucking eyes. Oh, I get what you're, you're talking literally pink eye. I'm saying pink eye makes your eyes pinker. You saved her a trip to Mac. That's what I think of it. She doesn't have to put on eye makeup for at least this, the next week here. No, it does kind of fuck you up though because it gets all infected and swollen. It's not just a pink eye. Okay, but I mean also chicks like my girlfriend puts on that rattlesnake venom stuff on her lips to make her lips bigger. Oh, so swelling's part of the beauty equation. And then you too. go to give her a little kiss and it fucking feels so weird on you your lips. You know how it goes. Yes. You know how it goes. I hate that. You know, I think we are sticking it to the man by rubbing our dirty asses in our significant other's faces. That's what I'm saying, really. Like, I feel like that's actually a big part of dating me. Is getting swollen pink eyes. It's just like the only thing that I want to bring into your life. I don't want to bring you security. I don't want to bring you financial status, celebrity, followers, anything like that. I want to bring you diseases associated with the filthiness of my asshole. You're in the right business. Also, dude, my chick is like getting pretty close to going over and being an OnlyFans chick. Mm. It's getting closer every day. Should have her unplugged though. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> Wait a second here. Who's doing the fucking? Because I realize sometimes you guys bring in some male talent. Don't throw your arms no, up like you don't do know. That. I don't want to do that. No. Dude, That's I, all you. If I get in there, I mean, your faith in my talent or my ability as a porn star seemed rattled last episode. But, I mean, she's getting pretty close. Dude. I have the perfect person for her to film content with. Oh, Dread? Spoiler. He's really good at powerlifting. And he has been basically kicked off of a porn set in the past. James Dean? His name is Swolby. (laughs) (laughs) Swolby One Kenobi? You were trying to think of an actual famous person (laughs) and not one of your underlings. (laughs) Swolby One Kenobi. We filmed with him this weekend. Have we talked about that? Probably. Maybe not in here. Maybe maybe that one night with Flacco. Yeah, we definitely did. We definitely did. Swolby One Kenobi. Absolutely, I could watch him have sex with my girlfriend with very little uh, jealousy. Because his dick is so small? Exactly, yeah. dude. I mean, is that for you, too? Like, if you had to watch Lena have sex with another guy, wouldn't it come down to dick size as, like, the prime enrager? It's such a good question. Because it's like, if I was going to see her get fucked, I think I would probably want to see her get fucked with a big dick. Just because, like, I, when I watch porn, I watch girls get fucked with big dicks for the most part, right? I don't think you mean that, though. If I was to watch her get fucked by Swolby's little tiny-ass infected penis, <laughs> I would just be, like, sad and depressed. I'm trying to think of, like, which which option would make me want to leave her more. Was, I feel like the Swolby thing has to be it. Do we know Dread or Swolby? Swolby, I want to put this on the record. He did get tested through the pass system, and his penis was not infected. He had an open sore on his lip, which indicates genital... Excuse me, oral <laughs> herpes, HSV-1. Jen, and I'm like, how was this a clarification? <laughs> I misspoke. We're recording a late episode. So I don't want my crew member to be slandered in that fashion. Right, okay. I think you are a liar and a piece of shit, though, if you're really going to sit here and say that you would rather have uh, Lexington Steel fuck your girlfriend versus Swolby One Kenobi. But it's like if I'm going to watch somebody do it, I would probably r- w- rather watch somebody do it right than fuck it up. Oh, yeah, her pleasure is going to be your primary concern? It's just like, 
if there's a job to be done, I don't want to send a fucking complete piece of fucking shit like Swolby in there. You are he's a complete piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, now. You know, you are as a, a sex partner, yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. He one is as cl- if he was a if if he was a piece of shit, he would be white, crusted dog shit on the sidewalk. I will give you that as a lover, Swolby is feces. Right. I will give you that. But uh, I like that you're such a stickler for professionalism. I've heard stories of you shifting people around the office to different roles because they couldn't cut an Instagram click clip properly. If the gimp doesn't do his job, I'm sure you'd throw him <laughs> out on his ass too. I love that it comes down to you want to watch your girlfriend, fiance, get pounded by a massive cocked stud simply because your appreciation for the male porn star role. Or it's really just like anything but Swolby. I'm sorry, Swolby. I'm going to bat for you here, dude. I'm going to bat. We had an episode on our podcast where you just already laid into him face to face. So it's not like you're a coward about this. Yeah, I mean, it's not like something where I feel like I'm misrepresenting my opinion for jokes. I really think he does a horrific cock. <laughs> it's the kind of cock that should be banned from the free world. Oh, dude, that's that's been an issue of mine lately, dude. It's like everybody I've been talking to just has a big fucking cock. And I'm starting to feel left out, dude. Really? Like, it used to be that big cocks were a rarity, like a holographic Charizard when you were in fourth grade. Mm. But we had a podcast today, and we brought in an Armenian rapper. Excuse me, he's Romanian or something. We uh, had some other dude who was on the couch, and we went around the room, and I realized I was taking mental stock that every single one of them, either by my own eyesight verifying or an anecdote that was shared, every single one of them had a giant penis. And I'm the lone ranger in the room with like a five or six inch rod. Right. And I'm just like, what the fuck, dude? Like, this used to be average. Yeah, this used to be average before you moved to L.A. God damn it, Sack dicks hit a little different. Dude. But, um, no, I think, actually, we should probably get you that surgery for an episode. Like, pull your dick out of oh, your body. Will they cut the ligament? We'll give you an extra, like, inch and a half. What are you going to pay me to do a surgery like that? I'm not going to pay you anything. Uh, the pay, are you going to compensate the cost of the no, medical I'm bills? I'm going to encourage you to do it so out of the goodness of my heart. I got to pull 6000 bucks out of my own pocket. It's probably so much more than that. To get my penis yanked on. I'm assuming it's, like, way more expensive than that. Six grand? I'm assuming it's a very invasive surgery. That's true. That's going true. Going into your body and cutting shit. I don't know. It's probably really easy, but if the guy trembles even a little bit. If we get it done in Honduras, bit. maybe. You want the place with the highest murder rate in the world is or where you're going to try to tell me to get my cock snipped? Tijuana. There's got to be some oh, guy yeah, Tijuana. doing it in the back of an auto body shop that will take care of us. Do you want me to become a eunuch? I'm re- I really don't feel like I have a lot of skin in that game. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah. I can tell. Honduras and Tijuana, you fuck. Does that How fuck about you Switzerland up? or Germany? Does that fuck you up that I have so little concern for what happens to your cock? It does, actually. Yeah. As a co-host, do you think we would be... You know, I was watching football this weekend. There was a big fight in the Saints-Tampa Bay game. Tom Brady started jawing with the defender, and one of Tom Brady's teammates just ran up and leveled the guy. No questions asked. Wow. No questions asked. And you telling me I should go to the Mexican border <laughs> to get my penis operated on for a discount I... shows a marked lack of concern. Yeah, that's fair. Um, the last thing I want to talk about is just the fact that I was a vice documentary the other day about this new type of weed that apparently MS-13... And it's kind of weird to be on a podcast where I can just state the name MS-13 and not have somebody to tell me not to say that. But uh, they're, you know, famous Mexican gang or whatever. And they fucking came up with a new type of weed that has. Okay, so they tested it and they couldn't find any evidence of it actually having meth in it. Uh But everybody who does it basically reports like meth like symptoms. Uh. And I guess MS-13 is the only ones who have it and nobody else is allowed to sell it. And if anybody else sells it, then they're going to kill them. So they have, like, their own weed that apparently, like, really fucks you up and kills you out there. But it's, it's like, meth weed. Yeah. So, and, and they're marketing, and they have, like, a name for it and everything. I forget what it's called. Yeah. This was something that I would kind of wanted to talk about, too, the, with our current events that we're trying to stay on top of now is the legalization of weed in California mm. has made for so many sketchy little sub-markets. Right. Like, the equivalent, I guess, to being a leather gay is to having meth weed. Right. And also... But I, think I don't th- think the meth weed has made it to America yet, so we got a little bit of time. 
But it's coming. I'm fucking I mean, why, chops, why, dude. why would there's got to be some ingenious person who's going to figure out a way to get it into our hands. I mean, next week's episode, you and I are going to be really high on this podcast. So let's hope it hits our shores before then. I'm honestly not against that at all. I would try it. But dude, I went to China. I tried to do heroin. They wouldn't let me. Did you actually? I was down. I'm like, do they have famous heroin here? Well, like, uh, if somebody can get me some good shit, I'm down to fucking. I've had a needle in my arm many times. I give blood and shit. Why not? I, I would say maybe go to Amsterdam again. Like, I, you mean like a good good H? This is actually making me feel better. Like that maybe you weren't malicious, wanting to send me to Honduras what to get my you, penis operated. Would on. you try? I would trust an Asian person to give me heroin. They seem like they're very healthy people. Yeah. No, I I absolutely have a bias toward Asians. Yeah. But I just I feel like if you go up to maybe uh, Amsterdam. I feel like that's the place to go. Like, if I just got three grand to spend on a plane ticket and I want to do some smack, I'm going to Amsterdam, dude. Yeah. You just ask a guy who looks like he's in a grunge band, and he'll he'll show you where to get it. I want to go bang hookers there. In Amsterdam? Well, if I can get some permission from my girl, sure. I feel like it's it's cool because you get to, like, walk on the street and you see them inside yeah. these glass booths. You think she'd give you permission to do something like that? Eh, we could probably do better. And fucking street prostitutes for 50 bucks. Well, they're in a window. They're not street prostitutes. <laughs> I know, but it's still kind of grimy, I think. No, no. <laughs> I don't want to fuck a girl who does this 20 times a day for a living. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, I was going to say, unlike the lemurs, they have indoor plumbing, but they might also have pink eye. So right. these are issues, too. Yeah. So, so if this episode were to be symbolized by something, it would be, what, like a lemur with pink eyes selling its pussy for 500 bucks? Or a small for cock. 50 bucks. Or he's got a small dick. Tiny dick. And he's wearing the uh, the the wrestling singlet, like Swoby. Yeah, absolutely. with a little slit. With a bunch of medals on. Isn't it a disgrace that nobody else is going to be able to see that? Dude, Think about I- the fact that our sound guy tried to clip a mic to one of his wrestling medals. <laughs> or no, his powerlifting medals. Dude, and it sounded terrible. It, this is really a shame, I think, what's happening. like, I think it's akin to... Like, if when Linkin Park was trying to record the hybrid theory, mm. there was a gas leak in the studio and everybody died, they were fusing rap and rock. I mean, we were fusing comedy and porn, and nobody's going to be able to see it because Swolby could not fucking perform. Wait a minute. Everybody in Linkin Park died from a gas leak? No, no. I was saying if that happened, oh. <laughs> it would be the medley of rap and rock that we've come to love. The world would have been deprived of it. And the world right now, dude, fucking comedy porn would be huge. Yeah. But Swolby couldn't keep his fucking thumb out of an asshole. A lot of us have that problem. But one thing that I will say is that doing porn, you enter into this like alter ego character where you're like horny as fuck. And that's the only perspective, the only attitude, the only mentality that you're allowed to have is just that you're horny. So then sometimes you know we'll be we'll be shooting and it'll be like you know i'll go to like put my foot up on a fucking couch and it'll slip and i'm like ah and it's like it's so obvious to everybody that this is a cut that this is going to get cut out because you can't be someone experiencing pain on the porn set yeah yeah, or something will happen that's why i've gotten mad at my girl before and had to be kind of nice about it because this isn't something you want to be aggressive about but like you know if i come in your eye you got to play it off like it's hot Oh, for yeah. like 10 seconds. Oh, yeah. You just can't like immediately switch into like, ah, ha, ha, you, can't. you can't laugh. You can't like act like you care about having to come in your eye. The, the, the gaze through which porn is filmed is such that like anything that happens to you is hot. Yes. You fall off the bed and crack your skull open. You got to be like, mm. Yeah. And, <laughs> and how fucking frustrating is it too? That, like, they ruin the cum shot. Like, there's no doctoring a fucking, you came in my eye, you fucking asshole. Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Oh, you can stunt cock it. Yeah. I guess. You can come in and stunt cock it, like, five minutes later. There are ways that we fake this stuff, but I I haven't really had to do it, so I've been pretty lucky. I can stunt cock for you sometime. Oh, I'd love that. 